We thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord, make it plain and clear to us. And give us what we need, Lord God, for what's ahead. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's turn to Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. Fine. This is where we ended. We've been talking, uh, last week we had a, a guest speaker, but up until then we've been talking about ruling and reigning in life. And we ended here. Ephesians 6.10, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, and against spiritual wickedness in high places. Um <clears throat> When we read this scripture, what it tells us is, is that the problems we have in life, we're not wrestling against human beings, flesh and blood people. Hallelujah. When we have problems at work, that's not, although people can yield to the flesh and people can yield to the devil, I'm not saying that people aren't acting up and acting wrong, but I am saying that the influence behind that is always a, a, the devil. The problems in government, the influence behind that is the devil. The problems in, uh, you know, just society in general, all the problems are caused by the devil. It's not a flesh and blood problem. We're going to see that a lot uh, tonight as we uh, look into this. Um, and we talked about that more extensively uh, two weeks ago. So let's go on and look at Ezekiel chapter 28 and verse 2. Hallelujah. Praise Ezekiel 28, 2. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. Ezekiel 28, 2 says, Son of man, say unto the prince of Tyrus, Thus saith the Lord God, because thine heart is lifted up, and thou hast said, I am a God. I sit in the seat of God in the midst of the seas. Yet thou art a man, and not God, though thou set thine heart as the heart of God. Now, okay, so in verse 2, he talks to the prince of Tyrus. This is a country, prince of Tyrus. And he talks to, God talks to him and says, uh, you have said you're a God, but you're not. You're a man. But then if you drop down into verse 12, it says, Son of man, take up a lamentation upon the king of Tyrus. And say unto him, Thus saith the Lord God, Thou sealest up the sum, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was thy covering, the sardius, sardius, topaz, and the diamond, the barrel, the onyx, and the jasper, the sapphire, the emerald, and the carbuncle, and gold. The workmanship of thy tablets and of thy pipes was prepared in thee in the day that thou wast created. Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth, and I have set thee so. Thou wast upon the holy mountain of God. Thou hast walked up and down in the midst of the stones. I won't go on reading there, but in one part of this chapter, he's talking, he talks to a man who is the head of a country, and then he talks to a demon, specifically the devil, and calls him the king or the ruling spirit over that country. And so we have a picture here of this double kingdom, which we just read about over there when we read in... Um, in Ephesians 6, we, where we read about powers, principalities, rulers of the darkness of this world, and spiritual wickedness in high places. And so there's a double kingdom. There's God's kingdom, and then there's this other kingdom at, at, in operation in the earth. There's a double kingdom. And so... Uh, <clears throat> We see a devil ruling an earthly kingdom from his position in the heavenlies. A devil actually assigned to and ruling over a country. Then if we go to Daniel chapter 10, we see this another picture of this double kingdom. Daniel 10, 12. Then said he unto me, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that thou didst set thy heart to understand and to chasten thyself before thy God, thy words were heard, and I am come for thy words. So Daniel had been praying, he had been fasting and seeking God, and an angel appears to him and gives him a revelation and said from the very first... Um, and uh, Let's see. 
day, from the very first day, he said, your words were heard and I was sent. I want to tell you something. We think sometimes God doesn't answer prayer fast, but God answers prayer fast. He doesn't sit up there in heaven saying, now I'm going to wait a few months to answer this. He doesn't sit up there in heaven and say, now I'm going to wait and think about this for a while. He already knows the answer before you prayed the prayer. And if you pray according to the Word of God, the answer is always yes. If you, don't pr if you pray amiss, as James says, then the answer could be no because you didn't pray right. You, didn't, you prayed amiss. And so, um, hallelujah. This is so important that we understand this. And then he said in verse 13, But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me. One in 20 days, 21 days, but to, but lo, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me and remained there with the kings of Persia. Now, we're talking about ruling and reigning in life, and we've been trying to find and get a basis or a foundation for understanding uh, the demonic kingdom. We don't like to teach on the devil, but listen, we have to have understanding. We have to know who the enemy is, who, what kind of power he has, and we have to know how to resist him. And we, so we've got to know these things. It is important that we know them because of prayer. And I'll tell you, it's important that we know them because of the things that are coming. So we know, you know, uh, you can find yourself fighting against men when you need to be fighting the devil that's influencing men. Hallelujah. Uh, praise God. Um, so uh, Daniel, this spirit, this wicked angel in the heavenlies, tried to prevent David Daniel's answer to prayer from getting through. That's one reason we always have to persevere in prayer. We do not have to persevere in prayer because God is up there and we have to talk Him into doing something. Listen, we're never going to talk God into doing something that wasn't already His will to do it. If he's either, he, he, it's either His will and we don't have to talk him into it or it's not his will and you can pray till the cows come home and you will never talk him into doing something that's against his will. And it, you know, uh, religion makes God out to be a hard God that, that is up there making us beg. They do. Religion, that's what it does. And oh, you got to beg God and just pray and pray and maybe God will answer. Well, I don't even want to serve God like that. That's not, our, that's not the God I serve. I tell you what, God answers. Hallelujah. And if He's not going to answer, He don't keep me on the hook, keep me praying. He tells me, Debbie, I can't answer that. He'll talk to you and you, we just hadn't learned to listen. Amen. I'm like, get riled up here. Hallelujah. Not at y'all or not at the, hallelujah, but just at the, at the, the, the religious system. So we don't, we persevere in prayer because there's a devil who opposes the answer to our prayer. Amen. Okay. So, uh, this wicked spirit was actually the ruler in the heavenlies over the nation of Persia, which would be Iraq. Present day Iraq. I would like to present to you that it's it it's not just probable, it's an absolute that there is a demon spirit ruling over Iraq right now. And over Iran. And uh, you know, Billy Brim, I heard her say on TV one day, said, Well, the devil himself, his seat, his seat of authority, used to be over Babylon. Ah, she said that. She says, I think he moved it to Belgium because of the European Union. I don't agree. I don't think, I don't think the Antichrist is coming out of the European Union. Mo a lot of Bible teachers do. I believe the Antichrist is Muslim, Islamic. And those are a lot of people that teach that. Now, and you know, we learn more as we go on. And I used to think he was in the European Union and so forth. Uh <laughs> I don't know that he's over Belgium. There's some kind of evil spirit. I don't know if it's the devil himself or what that's tried to come over and start ruling in the, over the United States of America. Amen? Right now, right now. Oh, hallelujah. But we pray. So this wicked spirit was actually the ruler in the heavenlies. He was the influencer. He was calling the shots over the nation of Persia. Uh, and then there was a human ruler ruling the nation. Uh, but right above that human ruler, 
was a, a wicked spirit, and it was be that in Ephesians 6, think back to it, powers, principalities, rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places. It's, 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 one of those, it's, it's, it's one of those last two categories. Let's just say that. Okay. Are y'all with me still? I know this might be sounding kind of deep. Okay. Satan and his demons oppose the gospel going forth. They don't want God to be known in the earth. They oppose anything to do with God, Jesus, and the kingdom of God. You know, isn't it funny that if a Christian does something in America right now, they jump on it with all fours. But you, like the man down at Fort Hood uh, that uh, killed those, all those people, they said on I heard on the news that they say that they're not even they're not they're 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 just being all wishy-washy and politically correct about even prosecuting him, even though they don't I mean they don't have to find out if the man's guilty. We already know he's guilty. There was a lot of witnesses. There was you know we know the man's guilty. We don't have to find that out, but because he's Muslim. They don't want to say anything. They don't want to. They don't want to be. You know, they're trying to be politically correct. The the uh, the army did a forty six hundred page report or something on it. Never used the word Islamic terrorist. Didn't use it in the whole report. So, you know, it's like that's got to be. You got can can you see with me? That's the devil. That's the devil. The devil, but boy, let a Christian do anything. Boy, they jump on it with all fours. And of course, I, you know, Christians do, sometimes Christians do crazy things that give the Lord a bad, a bad report uh, and uh, stuff. So I'm not advocating that Christians ought to be able to get by with anything, but I am saying, hallelujah. Boy, you know, just in the Tuscaloosa paper recently, there's some crazy demon-controlled person here in town that is having a fit because the Tuscaloosa County Commissioners pray before they meet. They've done it for decades now. They've met and prayed, and in, they always pray in the name of Jesus. And I tell you, I just, I, I'm like, Lord, give them some backbone. Hallelujah. You know, if, if, if they have to move out in the parking lot, are out in the street, hallelujah, and stand in the street and pray the prayer. Lord, give them backbone, you know. And so what they th said the solution might be is to go to and let all different religions come and lead the prayer at the county commissioner. What do you all think that's going to do for Tuscaloosa County? I can tell you, you know, we have really enjoyed a lot of blessing in this county compared to other counties, even in the state. And I believe it's because there has been uh, a, a, a Tuscaloosa County commissioners praying and things just like that. And if they start eroding that away, it'll be, you know, it'll be like Chicago and Detroit and, you know. I'm not saying overnight, but these things don't happen instantly. They erode slowly. Isn't that the truth? Hallelujah. So, um, <clears throat> the greatest weapons that the devil uses is to deceive us, to get us self-absorbed, to get us distracted, to steal our time, to keep us from praying. You know, um, one of the lies he tells us is, what would my little prayers do? I don't even know enough to pray because I feel that way a lot of time. Lord, I'm, I'm not a big enough person. I don't know enough to pray for presidents. and and uh, But you just got to launch out there and do the best you can. Because I tell you what, God will take it and He'll use it. Amen. Uh, so it took this, this, uh, this angel that was come to answer Daniel's prayer, it took him 21 days. Um, turn back to Ephesians chapter 6. You know, this isn't the easiest thing in the world to teach. I think there might be a reason for that. Ephesians 6, 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. The highest class of demons you will deal with on this earth are the rulers of the darkness of this world. Believers are to take authority over the first three classes of demons. 
Jesus told Brother Hagen in one of his appearances to him, he said, y'all take care of the first three classes and I will take care of the fourth class, the spiritual wickedness in high places. Now, there might be, you know, I'm not saying that's absolute. I'm just saying that's what Brother Hagen said. And uh, it seems right to me. And Brother Hagen gave, I mean, Jesus gave Brother Hagen Matthew 18, 18 as the scripture for this. And he says, Verily I say unto you, Whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever ye shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And I think the key word in that verse that, that this, I, I'm saying this, not Brother Hagen and not, I don't, I'm not saying Jesus said it, but to me, the key word that makes that true in this verse is the word earth. He said what, he didn't say whatsoever ye shall bind in the uh, third heaven. You know, he said whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever you shall lose. So we know that man has a dominion from other teachings that we've had. He has a dominion in the earth. So any demon spirit that's operating in the earth, we have authority over it. Okay? Uh, remember a few weeks ago when we talked about the first heaven was with atmospheric heaven, and the second heaven was the moon, stars, and, and sun? And we said that the reason we know that is because that was from Brother Hagin's book, I Believe in Visions. If you know something different, I mean, I'm willing to listen to other sides. But until then, you know, that sets well with my heart, and I'm going to go with that. That's the second heaven. And the third heaven would be the heaven of heavens, or where we go when we pass on to be with the Lord. Okay. So if you think about it, God has given us access to the second heaven. If he hadn't given us access to the second heaven, nobody would have gone to the moon and walk on it. And, you know, I believe they did. I know there's some conspiracy theorists that say all of that's all made up and they, we never went to the moon. Hallelujah. But I believe we really, really did go to the moon and walk on it. So I believe, and my, my little grandmother, she would have probably been one of the conspiracy theorists because... Um, when we actually just orbited the moon the first time. Well, I must be getting texts. <laughs> we, we just, she was like, was, was that, no, what did we do in 1958 like, or 59? Orbited the earth. Well, boy, she was again that. I mean, we didn't even get to the moon. And I mean, she was, she was a little uh, assembly of God woman. And she was like, Psh, they better leave what belongs to God alone, you know. And she was really upset over them doing that. And so she would really be mad if she knew we went to the moon. But she, so she would have probably been a conspiracy theorist. But um, anyway, so uh, obviously to me, God has given us access to the whatever operates in those realms. Or he wouldn't have let us go there. Remember when he told Abraham, I'll give you everywhere the sole of your foot treads. So if somebody tread on the moon, and I'm assuming they did, then we have authority there. In hot dog, yeah, that's right. Okay, so because he told Abraham, and so somebody put their foot there. Okay. All right, so believers are to take authority over the first three classes demons. Okay, we bind spirits in their operation against us on the authority of God's word. We cannot just do this because we do it on the authority of God's Word. And we also, we, we have no authority unless we're born again and washed in the blood. And we know that because remember in Acts, the seven sons of Sceva. The seven sons of Sceva watched uh, Paul and them casting out devils and taking authority over demon spirits. And they thought, that looks interesting. We're going to do that. And so they started binding and trying to cast out devils. And those devils stripped their clothes off of them and they ran out naked. Beat them up bad and they ran off naked. And well, first of all, they said, uh, uh, Jesus I know and Paul I know, but who are you? Hallelujah. Well, if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, you can't cast out devils. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, 
We're going to get through this. We're getting there. Let's go look at Luke 10, 19. Let's look at some more scriptures. Let's always base this on scripture. Hallelujah. And we can base it on what Brother Hagen said Jesus said to him, if it does not contradict Scripture. But we should search the Scriptures on these things and make sure these things be so. Luke 10, 19. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Behold, I give you a power, that word should be authority, or it could be authority. Most of the time in the New Testament, that is translated authority. Exousia, to tread on the serpents and scorpions, and over all the power, that's a different word, power. That actually means uh, mighty power, hallelujah. So he's given us authority to tread on serpents and scorpions, and over all mighty power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt us. Hallelujah. You don't have to be afraid of devils. In fact, devils are afraid of you, especially if they know you know who you are in Christ. Hallelujah. Philippians 2, 9 and 10. Now, you know, uh, because America was a Christian nation, is a Christian nation, I'm just going to say it still is, but because it was founded on really godly and righteous principles founded on the Word of God by men who had a divine call of God. Hallelujah. They weren't just any old men, but God actually anointed them and called them to do what they did, to come over and establish America. And they founded uh, the Constitution and the, uh, uh, the, the Declaration of Independence. All of that is founded on godly principles and Scripture. And so because of that, America has had this Christian covering and we have not had the demonic spirits in America like um, other countries have had. Like, for instance, Haiti is tremendously demonic. The whole country is under a sway of, of just... And you know, we send missionaries, we send missionaries. Somebody said to us, everybody in Haiti, is, if you go by the population numbers and what evangelists say they got saved over there, they've all been saved 15 times. But they go right back into that witchcraft and that voodoo and all that. And uh, a lot of them do, I'm sure, not all of them. But a great majority of them do. Some of them, you know, mixing it. Like in Mexico, they, Mexico is Catholic. But it's, it's, not a, it's not even uh, a Catholic like America has. It's full of witchcraft. It's full of uh, the occult mixed in with their Catholicism. And it's, so it's uh, no wonder, no wonder Mexico is in the mess that it's in. And uh, India, they worship cows. And, and uh, Pakistan and all these countries, uh, how, you know, there is a tremendous demonic influence and so there's demonic spirits and people are possessed with demons and in Africa um, the same thing because they have witchcraft and they have witch doctors and they have voodoo and so they have all these things and so people get demon possessed by these spirits and you go over there and I know Ed Elliott said that he would be preaching in a huge crusade with maybe 20,000 people there and there'd be a witch doctor right down in front of the stage doing incantations and some woman slithering on the floor like a snake and you know I'm not trying to scare you or anything but we've been not we haven't had that in America for the most part I mean there might you've heard of an occasional story here and there and you know you go over to the Philippines and and uh, uh, Lester Summerall has his stories about the Philippines we'll tell this this will make our family feel real good my mom's over there <laughs> but anyway about the girl in the prison that every day they'd go in and and she'd been bitten and beaten and nobody had gone in that cell and they double checked it and they put a guard outside of it and something would bite her in the cell. Hallelujah. I know y'all think that's just in the movies, but that's really demonic spirits, you know? And so, uh, hallelujah. But, with, but America's changed. And now with the drug culture, with drugs comes Stephen's spirits. With these movies... The Stephen King and the, I don't know all these, huh? With those, those movies are, are written 
The men that write those are influenced by demons, just like the men that wrote these, this was influenced by the Holy Ghost. They're, re, they're influenced by unholy spirits and aliens and E.T., and I tell you, I can't help it if people, been, you know, Christians are blind to that. I'm telling you, you know, I don't care how it smiles. I don't care how cute E.T. is. That little booger was a demon. And we got a whole bunch of demonized children now. Oh, they call it ADD and ATT, and I don't know what all they call it. But hallelujah, you just want to get it bottom line down. Hallelujah, it's just a demon. Hallelujah. It's in America big now, and it's growing. Hallelujah. And uh, movies uh, uh, with uh, paranormal in them and UFOs. UFOs are nothing more than demons. I believe for uh, vampires. You say, well, that's just silly. There's no such thing as vampires. Well, you know, I don't know. If there's a literal flesh and blood vampire, but I tell you, something was biting that little girl and sucking blood. It was a demon. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we got to stay away from that stuff. We got to keep it out of our house. We got to keep those, we got to keep anything that's demonic out of our house and out of uh, uh, our church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I just went on a website. The, uh, I believe it was Saturday night. Uh, Brother Ross, he's on Facebook, you know. He marches to the beat of a different drummer. Hallelujah. And he's always putting songs on there. And most of them are like, you don't even, y'all don't even remember the songs. Y'all are way too young. You know, it'll be like somebody back in the 50s crooning, you know. <laughs> you know how he likes the big band, Frank Sinatra, all that sound and everything. He likes that. And so he'll have somebody. But so he had one on there the other night, though, that was called Mercy Quartet. And it was a group of four guys. And, um, and they were good. I mean, they were good. And they were singing the old rugged cross. And it was good. I like a men's quartet. And I liked it. I really enjoyed it. I like the others, too, that he sends. Um, but hallelujah. <laughs> but anyway, so I went to, I thought, well, and I found out, oh, it was from a church. And these, this quartet was in a church in another state. So I thought, well, I'm going to their website and just look. And so I went and I saw the pastor's web, his page. And it said his Zodiac sign was. And I am like, I wanted to drive up there and slap him personally. And his, the year he was born was the year of the rooster. I'm like, I'm telling you, Paul would have spit. Peter would have barfed. And he would have said something. Jesus would have said, you whitewashed sepulcher or something like that. I'm telling you, ooh, we got to have a revival in the church. And we got to, I don't, I, you know what? The, they take a scripture out of context. A lot of these ministries are taking a scripture that says, be all things to all people that you might win some. They're using that out of context, and they're using it to bring demonic things into the church. I'm telling you, let me say right now, the Zodiac is demonic. If you read your horoscope, you're playing with devils. Hallelujah. And I, you know, I grew up, you, I had a big old Virgo on my wall in my room, you know, when I grew up because we didn't know any better, didn't have sense, God gave a goose. Okay, so these things have been brought into America and are changing America. And so we ought to be ready. Because, you know, there will be a snake slithering around. Especially the more the power of God moves. You wait till these last days. The more the power of God moves, the more the devil will try to manifest. Hallelujah. But we're not going to let him, are we? Did I read Philippians? Okay, 2, 9 and 10. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven, things in earth, things under the earth. So we have authority over uh, demon spirits. Isaiah 54, 17. We need to know these things. You need to know them. We have to, we, you know, old family, let me tell you, you have to have a working knowledge of the Word of God. Hallelujah. You don't have to know every scripture and verse and where it's at, but uh, hallelujah, you ought to know the important things and where they're at. Praise God. One thing I've done, 
I don't know I knew to do this, but I did it, is my last five Bibles have been the exact same Bible. I found me one I like, and I don't ever buy a different one. You know what that does for you? If you know where 1 Peter 2.24 is in one Bible, you know where it is in the next. And if you don't even know the... I, there's a lot of scriptures that I don't know their address. But I know kind of their vicinity of the Bible. Sometimes I know the book. Sometimes I don't even know that much. Sometimes I just know I, it's in the Old Testament and it's right here on the page. And if I look through the whole blooming whole Testament, I can... I can look on this side of the page. I'm going to find that scripture because I've got it marked and I know I do. So it's a good thing sometimes to find you a good Bible that you like. And I just want, I'll recommend to you this one. This is Kit Brother Hagen's Bible. It's a Rhema study Bible. And the reason it's so good is because the print is not that big old huge large print. So people think, you know. But it's a, and Pastor don't like it because he says it's too big a Bible. He likes a little tiny Bible. But I like this one. And so find you one that you like. And keep getting it. Keep buying it. And I have them glued. I have old copies. I don't throw them away. They're just glued together. But some of them I don't carry because they don't carry well because the pages are frail, you know. And so I, have, I keep them, so I have one in every place. I have one in the office. I have one I keep here. I have one at the, in the sunroom, one in my office at home. And then I have another older Bible even yet, the one I came to Alabama bringing. Uh, it's by the bedside. Hallelujah. And so, praise God, it's a good thing. Find you a system. Find you a system and make it work. Amen. Okay. We're going to have to close out here because pastor's wanting to do some things. So I, I'm going to see where I can find a, a closing down spot. Are we at Isaiah 54, 17? No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. You know, one thing we ought to point out in this scripture is that every tongue that rises against you, God doesn't condemn it. Who condemns it? You have to condemn it. Hallelujah. You have to break the power of it. You know, if somebody says you're no good and worthless, you'll never amount to anything, you say, I don't receive it. Hallelujah. Praise God. If the doctor says uh, you're going to die of cancer, your first word, I don't receive it, I don't take it, it's not mine. You know, if you want to wait till you get out of the office, that'll be fine too. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But if you don't, just say it right there. Hallelujah. Just whatever comes out, comes out sometimes. Revelation 12, 11, They overcame Him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. So how are we going to overcome the devil? By the blood and the word of our testimony. That's the word of God. It's the word of God that we're testifying of and speaking is what it is. That's not your get up and say, well, I just want to testify. I really got blessed this week. I, nothing wrong with that. That's not the word of your testimony that's talking about. You're not going to overcome the devil by getting up and testify that you just really got blessed because a little lady helped you, you know, in Walmart. That's not the testimony, although that's sweet. We like to hear it. We like blessings, but, but that's not the testimony that overcomes. It's the testimony of the Word of God that's coming out of your mouth. Hallelujah. That you overcome. Uh, the rulers of the darkness of this world are the most intelligent type of spirits believers have to deal with. That's what Jesus told Brother Hagin. These are the spirits that possess a person. They rule over other spirits and tell them what to do. And they rule over people also. You know, Hitler had something ruling over him. And Stalin. And we could just go on and on and on. And mass murders. Something's ruling over them. You know? And these are, this, is a, this is that third level devil. Uh, those, those first two levels, Billy Brim calls them low level devils. And you know what they do mostly is just aggravate and harass and sometimes mess up traffic and cause wrecks. Hallelujah. But we just stay on the, under the blood and we just miss them all. Is that your confession? I miss wrecks. I stay under the blood. I'm led by the Spirit. Hallelujah. Only with my eyes will I see the reward of the wicked. Hallelujah. Praise God. 
Praise God. I'm at the right place at the right time. My steps are ordered by the Lord. I dwell in the secret place of the Most High. I have, I dwell, I'm under the shadow of Almighty God, whose power no foe can withstand. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. you got to say it. you got to say it. Because even in Psalm 91, it says, I will say of the Lord. It's those that say of the Lord, not just those that hope. Not just those, you know, let me say something and I'll say this in closing. We might pick up again. I don't know. Uh, let me say something. Being a good Christian won't get you healed. All the powers in the Word of God. And this is a, this is a mystery. This is a secret. And most of the church hadn't even figured it out. They think if they're a good Christian, God will take care of them. And, and you know, that's not, if that were true, then we would be in works, wouldn't we? But that's not true. The, there's nothing by works. Salvation's not by works. Healing's not by works. Uh, being a good Christian's not the answer. The Word's the answer. The Word is the answer. The Word is the way God, the, the secret to God's power is the Word. The secret to His power is the Word. Hallelujah. So the, the Word is how we get healed. I like this. Let me say this. Brother, Pastor Buzzy said it, and boy, it went off in me. The Word does what Jesus would do if Jesus was standing right here. I know you believe if Jesus was standing right here in the flesh tonight. I know. You don't just believe it. You know it, that He would heal you. Don't you know that? This, I mean, you know it. But something you don't know is if you will put the Word in, it'll do the very same thing Jesus would do if He was here. And you have to, sometimes you have to, because there's an enemy that fights the Word, you don't, many times you don't just get to put it in once and it happened. You, you put it in, you put it in, you put it in. Proverbs 4 explained it this way. It says, my words are life and Health, and that word health is in the Hebrews medicine. My words are life, health, and medicine to those that find them. So we have to find them. And then also, how does medicine work? Do you know of any medicine, hardly any, that works with one dose? Boy, those, if there is any, I can't even think of it. They might could think of it. They're in medical things. But medicine don't work with one dose. Sometimes medicine doesn't even work with a week of a doses. Hallelujah. And so if we take our medicine, healing will begin to work in our bodies. And then if we keep taking it, it will build up an immunity. Our bodies will build up an immunity because the word and, and the word of God will be like a shield around us protecting us. Amen. Amen. Well, we're going to close with that tonight. Hallelujah. I'm going to speak a blessing over you. Father, I thank you for the people that they are blessed. They are blessed in, in their coming in and in their going out. They're blessed in the country and they're blessed in the city. Father, I thank you their storehouses are blessed. I thank you, Father, the, their bodies are blessed. The fruit of their body is blessed in Jesus' name. We thank you for the covenant that we have with Almighty God. We thank you for the blood that was shed for that covenant, Jesus' very own blood. I thank you, Lord, that that covenant cannot be broken or done away with. We praise you, Lord God. Lord, we just bless you and thank you, and we enter into every benefit of that covenant in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Say this with me. Say, the Word is working mightily in me. Let's say that all in one sentence. The Word is working mightily in me. The Word is working mightily in me. Amen. I like that song that Keith Moore, he, he, he uh, sang it this evening. I mean, we played what he sang this evening. Demons are afraid of me. You got to have that on you. Last night I went to the jail and uh, uh, I just got to share this. and uh, Got to share on the Holy Ghost and had 16, all 16 guys in, in B3 got the Holy Ghost and spoke in tongues last night. Hallelujah. Amen. So, I, you know, I just got excited about it because you can just do so, so little in there in the sense of protocol and procedure. You know, you just can't, you just can't stack them up and do, but, but uh, 
I told them we needed it, and they said, okay. And you know, you have to ask permission uh, before you lay hands on them. Matter of fact, they tell us, do not lay hands on anybody. Do not touch anybody. But I ask them, can I? And if they say, yes, I do. And so they all, now they weren't any of them shouting. They're kind of, you know, they're, they're, they're quiet guys, but I, 16 guys got the Holy Ghost last night. So, you know, things are happening all over is my point. And wherever you're going, things are happening. And you don't, but, I, but I've been there. Mr. McDaniel's been there for, for, was it 120 years or 48 years? A long time anyway. I've only been there since last summer, I think, or last spring. I don't even know how long I've been there. So I'm just a newcomer there. But it, and so it takes time. But my point is here is this word is working mightily in you right now. Now, I want you, I want you to turn. If you're going to serve God anyway, y'all going to serve God anyway? I mean, it's like, okay, I'm alive. Might as well serve God because the same time is going to pass if I serve God or the devil or, or myself. And so the Lord wants you to be wealthy. You're going to have to come to grips with that. I know if they gave you a a, uh, if they said you had cancer, you would be a bird dog on this thing. You, you'd either cry and moan and give up, or you would say, I better get to work. I, and most everybody says, I've known to do better than what I've been doing, but I'm going to get on it and try to catch up. And I'm telling you, this money thing is just as important. Now, you may think it's not crisis, but everything that we move on does not have to be crisis in our life to get us motivated. We should give ourselves to the plan of God. Now, here's how I believe it is. I believe God's got a path for all of us. It's a different path. If you're a housewife, if you're, if you're a wage earner, if you're a businessman, you, you know, he's got a path to put finances in your hand. And obviously, obviously, if you don't have any wealthy kinfolk and you don't have a job that pays big, then it's going to be an inspired strategy, something that you hadn't thought of, maybe exceeding abundantly above what you could even ask or imagine. Imagine that. But he's got a plan for increase. And one of the increases plans is, is that you sow a seed, a, a seed that you got to get a better seed to get a better seed, to get a better seed. Y'all hear me? It's not always, well, I got a little seed, and I'm, so I'm going to get a little harvest, and I'm going to go, no, amen. Well, let's receive an offering tonight. Let's just receive our midweek tithes and offerings. Are y'all cold? Everybody just seems like they are just, their shoulders are close together except Bill. Now, Bill's not, hallelujah, but he's got boots on. His feet are warm, hallelujah. But my daughter-in-law is up here wrapped up in, in, in modesty claws. And <laughs> I thought, well, it may be a little frosty in here. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, the change of seasons. We always, like you do at home, have to work on the thermostat. I will tell you this. Now, if you just want to know, this section right here, we've got the speakers turned now. So this section here doesn't get as much sound as the rest of the church. So if you're someone that says, listen, y'all are blowing my, my, my ears off, we'll start nestling right in here. If y'all say, listen, I like to boogie with the, with the big sound. Well, you're going you're gonna to get, yeah, right there where Joyce is. She's getting full strength right there. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, got something for you this Sunday. Hallelujah. We are on friend day, June 6th. Say June 6th. We're having 144 plus on June 6th. Father, we thank you tonight for the seed that produces a harvest. It shall be seen. Lord, there is no denying this seed. Our faith is on it. Your word says it so. The kingdom is cooperating with my seed producing seed again to sow and bread again to eat. It shall not be denied. Now, Lord, I'm in expectancy. I put a draw on this seed. I thank you, Lord. It alters, it changes, it upgrades and promotes my future. And Lord God, increase is mine in Jesus' name. And I thank you now in advance 
calling it done. Lord, to call my needs met. I'm speaking for all of us. Calling our needs met, Lord. We're calling, Lord God, increase in our life. We're thanking you, Lord, for favor, checks in the mail, benefits above and beyond, insights and wisdom, strategies and plans. Lord, it is happening to us in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, that what we're doing here is not in vain. Our seed produces, and we give you thanks for it in Jesus' Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now y'all are having the rare opportunity. Um, it's a rare thing. It's a rare thing for a church in America. There's just a few documented churches that, uh, that actually stayed the same for a long time without changing leadership that took off and increased. And here you're going to see it at Word of Life Church in 2010. We've laid a strong foundation. We know we're on track. We know what we're doing is right. And uh, hallelujah, there's some strong Christians in this church, some strong Christians in this room. And most of you have been through ABI. It, it's not what did you learn in ABI. It's the atmosphere of being like on Sunday in the Word for four hours. It changes your whole perspective. It, it, you begin to resist, quit resisting things that are faith building, and you begin to resist the devil just because of that aura, that anointing, that atmosphere that's on you. It'll change your life. And so I'm telling you, this fall we're going to start school up again. You ought to get in it. But I'm telling you, this is a strong church. Amen. Guys, let's pass out something here. Don't look at it until I tell you, but uh, uh, take, get you a pencil or a pen out. You're going to need some, some writing instrument tonight. Let me have one, Brother Joey. Hallelujah. Y'all need a pluma? Okay. Now, the only way you can cheat on this test is to think too hard. We need some people that are unwilling to think too hard here. Y'all got one? Not yet? Okay, let me give you the rules for this. Here's, here's what's going on. I... Sunday morning, didn't get it done last Sunday morning, but we're, hallelujah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ABIs are like, I ain't taking nothing else. <laughs> hallelujah. Um, we're, gonna st we're studying the ministry of helps because for our friend day, which is coming up in just six weeks from this Sunday, we're all going to have to plug in. Well, the Lord wants you plugged in anyway. You just may not think you're an apostle, and we may agree with you, but you're supposed to be doing something under the anointing. Say the anointing. We're not talking about, well, I'm just going to do that. Listen, the Becks are back in the nursery, and I promise you it's anointed back there. Ask Andrew and Matthew if it's not anointed and blessed, and, they, you know, they choose. Hallelujah. So here we got, I, when you turn this over, you're going to have 31 questions. I'm going to read them. Do not go past me. And when I get finished with one, you, you, you put it in there and quit. You're going to check if it applies to you. There's going to only be about out of 31, there should be no more than 10 or 11 checks on your page. In other words, you are not gifted in all seven motivation gifts. You are not El Supremo. Jesus is, but we are way back from there. Hallelujah. So honesty is the, is the key here. Turn it over. Number one, if this is you, put a check. If it's not, let it slide. Do not put a check because you want to be, or you should be, or you, you know that you're, you're called to be. If it's going on right now, put it in there. I prefer working by myself rather than in a group. If that's you, put a check. People, we're moving on. Think, think, think. People often say I am impulsive and direct. You already checked it? I'm just, my financial resources are above average. I like to counsel people on a short-term basis. Y'all doing good? I am a task-oriented person. I love directing other people's work. We're going to find you people. Hallelujah. Number seven, it is natural for me to show kindness to people. Be honest there. Do not, you know, yeah, you should, but if you're not, don't put it. People learn easily from me, easily from me. Number eight. Number nine, I enjoy giving to charities or Christian organizations. 
Number 10, I can be very persuasive. Honest, be honest. People often follow my advice. Number 12, I like to recruit and lead people. Number 13, one-on-one relationships are important to me. Number 14, I possess a variety of talents and abilities. Number 15, I want to measure everything by God's word of truth. See, we all should say we are, but we're just talking about do you have, are you just on that? Material possessions don't mean much to me. Number 17, discouraged people are encouraged by my words. Number 18, being accurate and truthful is important to me. Number 19, I love the challenge of accomplishing an organization goal. Number 20, other people's spiritual welfare genuinely concerns me. Number 21, I usually make quick decisions. I look, number 22, I look for ways to help the unfortunate and downtrodden. Number 23, okay, here we're going to find the tough skin. Criticism does not bother me. Number 24, I often volunteer my time and talents to worthwhile causes. Number 25, I am self-confident. Number 26, I don't expect payment for favors I do for others. 27, I enjoy being responsible for the success of a group effort. 28, when a question about truth comes up, I am normally right. Deadlines challenge me, and I usually meet them on time. Number 30, people in pain are comforted by my presence. Number 31, I prefer to study rather than read, using many books in preparing for presentations. There you go. All right, put your name on it. Put the date on it and pass them to the middle. Okay, Myron, let's pick those up. See, your first impression is almost always right. And if you sit there and think on this and crank up some, some brain cells on this, you'll miss it. Yes. Now, Sunday morning, we're going to do this again. We have, we have some problems in the middle of the church somewhere. I hear the sound, but I don't know who it is. Sunday morning, we're going to do this again, but you won't have to. We're just, it's going to take three services to catch everybody and get this in. The team meeting is Sunday night at 530. 530. 530. It's, yes, excuse me, the rev up meeting. And so we're going to get our, uh, our uh, friend day launched Sunday night. It's awesome. We've got some cool stuff uh, in the tank, but we got to get it all in your hands and um, I'm telling you, there's people waiting to get born again on this day. There's people going to get their lives changed. They're going to get a church family on this day. There's people that are going to quit, not go into drugs, not go to jail, not get divorced because they're going to find Jesus. They're going to get plugged into the Word of God and the family of God because of this day. It is, is, it is not like, well, isn't that sweet? No, it is life and death to so many people. And we're going to rescue them just like God rescued us and delivered us. Amen? Amen. So that's Sunday night. All right, let's stand up. Debbie's already blessed you, and we're blessed. Amen. We're blessed. God bless you.